What up, what up, what up? What up, everybody? This is Dario Hunt from Living Life Fearless, and we're back with another podcast of The Fearless Show. And today's date is October 6, 2017. With me, as always, is Mr. Dereese Walker. Say what up to everybody. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, artist Dereese Walker. Thank you for coming. This is The Fearless Show. (laughs) Yep. So... Just hop right into it. You know, we got a number of things to talk about. We don't have like one big main topic, just a bunch of little smaller ones. Um, yeah, nothing huge, but definitely got stuff to chop up. <laughs> let's just start talking about Hugh Hefner. Oh, the legendary Hugh Hefner has passed away in 91. Hugh Hefner has gone the original Playboy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't know what to say about that. I'm kind of like, the grotto's dead forever now. Like, Hugh Hefner died and the grotto died too. Like, <laughs> um, I think it's kind of been dead for a while. Like, his whole mystique of a playboy has kind of been gone for like a long time, you know? Um, yeah. But I mean, he still had. <laughs> His same atmosphere, regardless of how the business was doing. <laughs> yeah, he he was bigger than Playboy, I think, itself. And he became right. like such an icon. Now, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, now, now that he's gone, people are like arguing about his legacy. Like, was yeah. it a good thing or was it like a bad thing? Like, you know, especially right. for in terms of like women's uh I won't say rights but like in terms of like the whole women movement women movement and everything you know yeah it was a, whether he's good right or bad about or representation in media and like you know being yeah like his whole and just not just representation but like his his personal relationships like their descriptions and like words, you know, like they seem abusive and like very, very over controlling and and like very interestingly contractual, like beyond like prenup because there's like no marriage. So it's like a job to be his wife almost. It's kind of weird. But like regardless of all of that, even though it is a little bit creepy, he did change the whole game on a certain industry and it became an interesting weird party place for like a lot of like all the celebrities went there so like i want i want to hear more people talk about it honestly like i want to be here like i want to hear the 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 bunnies themselves the the retired ones like have their moment of <laughs> this is what really happened you know like yeah cuz cuz um, that's what yeah I don't want to hear the speculations yeah I'm sure you'll start hearing like a lot more stories that you haven't heard yet about him um, now that he passed away like you see people coming out of everywhere talking about you know his uh, denigration of women uh, mm-hmm. sexist legacy and stuff like that and like I'm just wondering like what do you what do you feel his legacy is on that side do you think he left a sexist legacy of denigrating women, or do you think it was on the opposite side? It was like more empowering for women. I can't. I couldn't say personally. I would have to ask. I would have to ask a lot of women that question, <laughs> like <clears throat> to be. Like I said before, I want to know from the women that worked like with the Playboy, like not just got the cover and got paid you know but like actually were on the grounds and like you know maybe they weren't the the three main ones that he has but you're the other ones that still live there kind of thing i want to know those stories they used to have something on like hbo or something like that back in the day i remember a little bit but he was like involved obviously so it wasn't like Mm -hmm. like them telling too much but like i really want to know like because now it's like you know, the person, I don't know, like, I want to know. There's so many questions. It's like, who runs his estate? You know, like, what did the will say? Like, who's controlling, you know, 
his empire and then just other shit like that. Well, do you think like his legacy of whole all the playboys like more was more on the side of like exploiting these women or for these women? Well, I guess that's what the main question is because that's the argument that uh, like you see popping up right. now that he has passed away. Well, my thing is, I would say it was more in its origination, not so much exploiting them. It would be a little bit more on the other side of of um, promoting them in a way that wasn't like the other spaces. Like he basically dialed down the smut on print magazines and added more stories for people to read. So he changed the way those types of magazines. Like he changed it and and catered to a certain audience. That's why he came with that that like mansion swag, like you know, because he's like you know, the, you know, people like that. We assume they read. You know, it's not like, you know, like they're not uneducated. It's already assumed. So like that kind of style was what he was he was going with. So like I think at the time when he created it. I think that it was a help in the in that industry for people for women who wanted to be in that light that it was a better option than any other avenue. Yeah. Um but it's you know, it's evolution it. though is not the same. So that's why I'm like, you know, in its origination there's one thing, but like at after it got to a certain point it's 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 it was kind of it was wild it's still wild right now to think about it like but there's so many other things like that was the thing Hugh Hefner teetered the line he stayed in between like right in the middle because he didn't do hardcore porn like there's no like penetration photographs you know like stuff like that like I mean maybe with like you know like a, a solo like thing but like in then like those weird videos they made like back in the, like the 90s and shit because they had like all the all the like cover girls would do like these videos that video vixens do now for like um ah what is that shit whatever you know video vixens make videos now like 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 erica men and all them shits and those videos look just like the fucking uh hugh hefner softcore uh playboy videos it's it's like yeah. so he basically like pioneered the video girl yeah um i mean like you said i think it's like a very his legacy i think is very complicated it's just awkward Um, like yeah it it kind of depends on what era we're talking about like when it first came out in the 60s it was 60s i think it was 60s for sure i think like then it was more about sexual liberation and like not being afraid to like Talk about right. those things and to be like, you know, exposed and whatnot. And of course, he was exploiting these women to the point where, you know, to help sell magazines. I was, but I think yeah. it was also, you know, kind of a mutual thing where it was like, hey, like, you shouldn't be so afraid of talking about this stuff. Like, you know, because it was a much more repressive culture back mm-hmm. then, you know, so especially for women and speaking about their sexuality and stuff like that like right. you know like they don't have their own so it was a little bit of both and i i think it was more like started out like especially more like good intentions especially when he first came out because they really did have like good articles like as the, the joke <laughs> is now that i read playbook articles right. but like when it first came out like it really did have like top-notch fucking writing and, like, top-notch articles. Like, they even had, like, interviews and shit with, like, Martin Luther King and stuff like that. Like Yeah, like, the interviews. Pieces. I couldn't believe they had real interviews in Playboy. I was like, you have, you have so many, like, the most important people in the country interview in your smut magazine? Like, that's dope. That's ridiculous. How do you even... What? And they were cool yeah. with that? Like, because you're Hugh Hefner. Like, he did something... That, like I don't know, like it's it's so weird. He's, he's definitely an icon. He's definitely like you know a pioneer, especially in media for like that type of stuff. And and like early on, he definitely was like an advocate for like free speech and civil rights and sexual liberation. Like even like his clubs and stuff. Like you know, 
he hired like black comics and stuff as clubs when times at times when like clubs were basically segregated and stuff like that. Like so like I'm not fully on the side of people like just, you know, trying to tear down his whole legacy like he was just some smut peddler and like right. just exploiting women because that's not how it started and I don't think that's accurate. But I think as time Bro. went on and like you know, Playboy launched then launched but like basically inspired the launch of like all these other publications like Hustler Hustle. and like Penthouse which were like super hardcore and like basically skipped all the other cultural aspects of like his publication and his clubs and yeah. stuff and just went straight for like the they did you know, whatever he wasn't doing they're like oh well they didn't want to do yeah, that we'll give it to they you they went like, straight for the like just just for the voyeurism basically yeah and, like, they skipped all the other shit like while he was still trying to hold on to that but like you know, like people stopped reading magazines, so like yeah. articles diminished, and like it became like, oh, like the celebrity wants to get on, so like I'm gonna do a Playboy cover, you know, so like that's gonna give you exposure, blah blah blah, like you know. Mm-hmm. So I think like over time, it definitely changed less on like the cultural side of things and more just like the pop culture <laughs> side of things, like yeah. to ex- celebrity side. I mean, of things the cover like was that, still like, a thing, honestly, for a while. I, it's always been a thing. It's just like the but how it was used was more so just for like celebrity and like yeah. But that's how you got. That's like, how the physical. It made the physical copy important because the centerfold thing was a thing because that was like the physical like two page poster basically. So like when you got a yeah. physical copy that they were like a poster in it almost you know. So that's yeah, and I and I think I mean like people also got to remember like the time period that he was, like, born in and stuff, like, it was very male-centered and, like, he was... Yeah, he came from some, like, he's a white man that gave other white... Like, like, there was all... It was all blondes. It was like, what's your fantasy? Oh, those pinups? I'll have those pinups in a a better pose in my magazine. I'll check you. And I was like, he came up with some shit and I was like, that's kind of gross, but, like, same time... Not gross because it was done well. Like it, it's weird. It's like art. It was like artistically done, but then it got it got weird later. I feel like I feel like the end of the. I feel like the last like decade and a half was like I feel like that should have been a wrap. We shouldn't have even have, like heard anything about him anymore. Like he should have like passed the reins down and then just been like I'm retired. So then like people stop talking about him. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it definitely changed over the years. Like his impact and like his purpose and like the whole magazine's purpose but I think like this whole conversation of like people painting in like these extremely black and white images where it's like he either was like a liberator or like just a straight up exploiter it's like it's just the news and the media's like super annoying way of trying to create conversation by creating like controversial conversation instead of actually creating like real conversation about what actually was happening and like what his legacy actually was, you yeah. know? And it's just like, it's always really interesting to see when people like. I mean, he, boosts, we, he boosted him, a lot of like, people's careers, away. honestly. Like, why would why would Kim Kardashian do the oh, he Playboy created, cover he created if, careers. if it wasn't going to help her career? Like, she did that he shit because careers. she needed to do it. And like, not just because that was just part of her branding. Like, sex was part of the brand at the beginning. And she's maintained it in a way that, like, she she transitioned into fashion, and that's dope. And then, like, her little sister's got the... Her makeup line is going crazy, but... I mean, you gotta remember, like, when he came out, like, nobody was doing that. Nobody was showing stuff like that, like... That was so I think his lock that, was like, just the celebrities. It was very. It was like, I think it was very much liberation at that time. But like now that like people have become so accustomed to seeing that type of stuff, it's like now it's just now it's just another thing out there. Right. Like seeing, you don't have to go to the know, source. Like yeah, like, you don't have to go to like a, a place like Playboy because the artists or the, like the people themselves are just going to do it anyway. You know, in some place or some form. You know, like. Yeah, I just, like I said, I just think it's super weird and funny to, like, see these news slash media, you know, organizations, like, try to paint these such black and white pictures of, 
like his entire like what 60 70 year legacy you yeah know, like stuff like that. Like, it's just crazy it's like, really awkward because it's like, like there's so right, much great dead, area so there. now we can talk like now let's let's yeah, really like talk about what season. we really think about him you know <laughs> like yeah, like season. now that you he's know, dead and can't say anything or do anything about it let's really yeah. put in print what we think about him <laughs> yeah that's messed up yeah it's crazy so it's, it's like always interesting to see like that response when you see like an icon and so like a legend like that like pass away and see like how pe- different people cover you know their life and stuff like that so yeah I don't know it was just really interesting to me but like I think regardless of how you feel about him it's hard not it's hard to argue that he wasn't like a big cultural icon and like a big part of like our cultures shift and change for good or bad, mm-hmm. you know. But it was like a massive thing. It was such a massive thing. It so. shifted the culture. I mean, it, without it, I don't know. I don't know. Things would be different. It's just, he did what he did. It's like world recognized. Yeah. And um, speaking about things being painted black and white... We have to talk about, you know, a little bit, you know, the recent events in Vegas. Oh. Well, oh, Vegas. Yeah, we have to mention it. I forgot. We haven't. So, I don't know if you want to tell the people what happened. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody knows by now. A guy opened up on a country festival from his 32nd floor balcony. I don't even know his balcony. just 32nd floor window. Um, Hotel window. With a semi-automatic rifle. Fully automatic. Open. Fully open. No, nah, it wasn't fully. It was semi. Yeah, but like, yeah. Any um, semi you can transition, though. You can you can buy a semi-automatic gun he had and a, make it automatic. They're saying he had a bump stock on there, um, which you can kind of imitate a fully automatic Yeah, if he had fire. it, imagine um, if he had it locked. Like, if he shot a lot at the range, there's a way to hold the gun down to where the, like, the the aim stays stagnant. He, uh, he killed, like, 59 that people, was, injured over 400, either as a result of direct gunfire or, you know, people trying to get out of that situation. So, like, the deadliest you know, mass shooting in U.S. history, which is be kind of kind of becoming a cliche in at this U.S. Point history. And how year, many times have we heard that in the last five? Because every year, there in the seems last five to be a years, new one. how many times have we heard the deadliest? Um, mass there was Orlando, and then there was San Bernardino, and then there was the Sandy Hook, and then Columbine. So like it, it it's a sad joke that keeps repeating itself. And I don't know if you know, like if you read the Onion. Um, or if you see their man, post. the onion just—it's like it's almost painful because it's like so good. But it's, they've released the same article for the last five mass shootings. Really? And I like, never noticed that. They only changed the name of like the city and like the details, but it's the exact same verbatim article about mass shootings in America. Oh wow. <laughs> That's and it's like a sad joke because it's like, it's like damn, like it's the truth, but it's like oh, this is sad that like you don't even have to change anything because it's like the exact same the exact story same once story. again, and nothing is fucking. But changed, that's you know? how I feel. Um, like as an artist, though, that's what I do with my art. Like as like, like a lot of my stuff. Like I made a painting. Actually, part of the quote that's in the Times is me saying. Um, I made a work about Nicholas Hayward Jr., who was a kid who was killed by a police officer in his apartment complex when he was playing with a toy gun. And this was in, like, 96 or something like that. It was in the 90s. But I was I was referencing that, and then Tamir Rice happened, and everyone called it the Tamir Rice painting. But I made that painting before it happened. So it was like that. That's how I felt about it. Was like the situations like that when like it just ha- It's like you don't have. To, it's exactly the same. Like it. It feels like with with more. You know. It's there's more casualties, but the 
yeah, the details change, but like it's the story's the same. Like they're, they're, the article they run, the title is the exact same every time. The article, the title is, it says, nowhere to prevent this, says only nation where this regularly happens. Mm. And it's like, yeah, it's funny because it's fucking true but it's, it's like, just random people it's like taking a jab it's not at even them, the but same it's like, age bracket or the same like it's everybody's like it's i don't even get it like <laughs> i live here in the states i don't know it's all over i'm from colorado and what's crazy is when i, I came mean, to new york yo a few people when i would go to like a bodega a corner store They'd be like, oh, you're from Colorado? I was like, oh, that's crazy out there. There's a lot of, like, shooters, right? Like, <laughs> I was like, what? I mean. That was like. We do have two of, like, the worst yeah. ones, but. There was that Planned Parenthood shooting. Every place is every place is vulnerable. Like, let's be honest. And, like, I'm not going to get into this full-on debate because this can be, like, a full-on episode about, you know, gun control. And whatnot. Right. But, like, at this point, if. I feel like if Sandy Hook wasn't enough to like make people want to do something about, you know, what the mm. fuck is going on, then I don't, I don't, I just don't think it's ever going to happen. Uh, at least no time right. soon. And there's, there's just going to be a lot more of these because <laughs> the news and the media is just going to cover this for the next mm-hmm. three months. Going to every painstaking detail, of this guy and like his name is gonna be in like it's gonna be like infamous at this point, and you know, you know, if people want to be, they want to be infamous. Right. So like it's just gonna repeat itself once again, and the onion is gonna run the same yeah. article once again. <laughs> That's crazy. Once, once again. again, but. But let I don't go too deep into it because that's like a full on episode talking about that shit it's just really sad mm-hmm. um, just you know shout out to everybody who was in that situation who lost people and like you know you know our thoughts and prayers are with you and like it's just it was just crazy to me because you know I actually did know a lot of people who were actually at that exact festival and event yeah. when it was happening that's crazy alright so you know that thinking that you know it'll never be me is like you won't well, you don't really fucking know, especially in this country. So, but on lighter news, um, it is a certified smash hit. Um, uh oh, certified. The certified. largest, <clears throat> the largest opening weekend for <clears throat> any horror movie ever. Oh shit! And they've already announced the sequel for it coming in 2019. That's right, yeah. <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about, I'm sure you do know what we're talking about. Just think about it. There's only one horror movie that anyone's talking about right now. So yeah, it's getting its sequel. It's be part two. Not Which is dope. To, this is a light spoiler. Light spoiler. But not a big <laughs> one. It's a... Uh, it's gonna be when they're older, when they're adults. Um, if you haven't seen the miniseries, original miniseries by now, or don't know the story, then I mean, it's been out for like fucking thirty years. So yeah, yeah, they come back as adults in the mm-hmm. sequel. So yeah, and it's nice the way it's split up, like the way they do it. I told you, <laughs> didn't I tell you? I said they're setting it up as a two-parter. You did say that. You did. And I was just skeptical on how they would handle it when they, but okay, they did it right. Like, I, hey, I just wasn't sure because I don't know. The Dark Tower wasn't quite what I expected. I haven't seen The Dark Tower yet. Have you seen it? Yeah. And your thoughts? On the Dark Tower? Yeah. It's a dope movie, but it's not what I expected from the Dark Tower series. If, if but, for people who I are mean, avid book reader fans of But it's the not Dark based Tower, on the books though. It's I in, know, but I'm just letting I have to give them a warning if they haven't seen it to not go in hoping that you're gonna see a visual form of your favorite series. Like it's not gonna be that. <clears throat> 
What it will be, though, is a very clever, I guess, adaptation of the Dark Tower universe. A partial, a partial, it's just like a, a snippet of the Dark Tower universe presented with, with great action. So it's like, yeah, really, it's, it's more about the universe than the actual story. Yeah. Exactly. So you get lost because the story that everybody cares about isn't there, but there's <laughs> it's it's good, but it's not great. Sorry. I'm so, I just I just it's not it should have been like it should have been like a five parter. They should have did some shit like we got episodes, we got Netflix and chill. Like I was a little bit disappointed. I was I know the fan hey, there's people out there with me that are a little disappointed that but Idris Elba you're the man. No disrespect at all. Sorry. So you've seen The Dark Tower, but you haven't seen it. <laughs> I was against it. I was. I told you how I felt about it. I, I didn't like at, that. There at were, this point, you really can't be against it. I like, know. I can't now. Reviews, I can't now. The, but the I was against response, it. Like I didn't like that they remade everybody's it. Everybody's. I just didn't pretty like much it. on the same page. I just didn't like that this they remade it. it. Everybody's on the same page, except for you, that this is the one. People are saying this might be Stephen King's greatest adaptation. It probably is, bro. Like, that's uh, what I had. That's like, saying a lot. That is saying a lot. My skepticism was that the it Shining, had to be. There's Green Mile. Yeah. There's, um, what's the one with Morgan Freeman? What's that? Uh, um, Shawshank. Shawshank Redemption. Yep. So those are three classic movies. Oh, yeah. So to say that to say this might better. be the best one. They're trying to say the new is... It is better than Shawshank Redemption? People are saying this might oh, be the best it. adaptation. Whoever's saying that, stop it. And that it. includes, that again, again, that includes The Shining. That includes Green are you Mile. Talking? Okay, that so we're, we're going to take Redemption. away The Shining and The... Over it. So I'm just saying, at at this point, the fact that they're even bold enough to say that is kind of like you can't have any. The only reason they're any reservations that about seeing the is movie because of how this efficient this new movie is. After I'm just the saying, first you, one made you such a personally, splash, the original made a big splash. You personally cannot have reservations about seeing this movie. At this I can't. Point. I loved That's it. I saying. just, I just didn't want to be let down. So now I, I know I can watch it and enjoy it. But I just didn't want to be let down. Is all. Well, it's, it's been out for two weeks. So I feel like you should watch it. Now. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. I have. I'm definitely gonna see it now. I just was like, okay, folks. By next show, we're going to have a full-on spoiler episode of of it. Sounds good. Because that's when you need to watch this by. Oh, easy. Easy. By the next show. Oh yeah, I'm a binge watcher. I, I'll get it done. <laughs> so yeah, look forward to more it um, in 2019. Yeah, looking forward to a lot um, in 2019. If you guys have seen it, you know, let us know what your thoughts about it, and if you agree with people saying it's the best, possibly the best adaptation from Stephen King yet, or or not. You know, let us know. Definitely let us know. I want to know. What do you think? Is it the best? Because I haven't seen it yet. So if you've seen it, hey, rank it. You know, those movies we listed, tell me where it ranks in those. You know, because we listed about three. So, you know, Shawshank, Green Mile, and uh, what was the last one? The Shining. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I can't forget the shining. That shit is Come amazing. On, the shining was Jack dope. Nicholson. But again, I, I don't even think the shining should be in that conversation because the shining isn't a true adaptation. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't get, I don't get why it's in the list. It's more of an interpretation, but people always put it in the list because it is still. Stephen I know, King. but it's a Technic. different kind of move. Like, so I'm just like, you can't, you can't put it in the list and then say it's less than it. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, how you going? I'm like it had its whole run already. Like it had a it had this impact already. It's just we're like alive yeah. to see it again. It already had the impact when we were younger, and then like it's having an even bigger impact now, which is crazy for not oh, not yeah. only not only the younger crowd, but like the peop the younger crowd who grew up and now are watching it again. Right. So like 
That's why it's even it's bigger. Crazy. But anyways. Facts. Speaking of smash hits, Rick and Morty. Rick and oh. Morty just finished its third season. Um, I just finished watching it myself, the finale. Oof. The finale was... Are you going to spoil it right now? No, no spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> All right. There's not much to spoil on that one anyways, but... Um, yeah, I know. The finale was a bit underwhelming, but overall mm. it was a pretty good season. Not their best season, but again, like some of the best and smartest. What's your favorite season? smartest. One or two? Mm. I don't know. It's hard to say because, you know, there's always season one and just like the impact of something <laughs> so different and so like yeah. unexpected. Right. That it's hard to be like, oh, that's like, there's something better than that. But season two was also really, really good. They all had like yeah. their big moments. And I just don't think season right. three had as many big moments where I'm like, like, where I think back and think like, oh my God, like that show's amazing as I do in mm-hmm. the first two. But people still love it because they just announced that it is the all time highest viewed Adult Swim series ever. Oh, wow. And it's leading all comedies, I think all animated comedies, in the age range of 18 to 45. That includes The Simpsons. That includes South Park. That includes Archer. That includes Family Guy. Bob's Burger. Like, all that. It's the number one. Wow. And it's on Adult Swim. And it doesn't even come on until, like, 10 p.m. Wow. On Sundays or Mondays or whenever. So... And we have an opinion piece on that, right? We do. Uh, very good. Yeah, one shout out to the writer who, the who wrote smartest, it. Smartest um, Shannon Griffiths. Uh, so shout out to her. Um, definitely go check that out. Shout it's out a to great her. piece. It's one of our top pieces right now, actually. Which is a sign because people love Rick and Morty, man. Like the yeah. fact that it's the all-time highest viewed Adult Swim series, and mm. it's leading all anime comedies when it comes on at a time when most people. It comes out at like an odd time, like 10 p.m. on like Sundays or something like that. Like, you know? Right. Yeah. It's weird. But and it's still bigger than The Simpsons, The Family Guy, South Park, American Dad, like <laughs> all those shows. Right. So it's crazy. Um, if you haven't seen Rick and Morty by now, like, you have to get on that train. It's incredible. Yeah. It's an incredible show. I'm ready. I'm, I'm not going to say it's, I wouldn't say it's my favorite Adult Swim show. Um, you already know like, what that. You already know what that is. So, <laughs> Tonight, Aquatina Hunger Force for yeah. life, motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> ain't no show top from that shit. Meet wide, uh, fly wide. Like, come on, ain't, hey. shit, ain't no way top from them. They had their own movie, so Aquatina Hunger Force. Yo, the colon movie. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, Adult Swim has a lot of great movies like, for me, and Aquatina Hunger Force. It's fucking I used to incredible. have the poster. I used to have the the Colin movie poster, dog. Oh man. <laughs> some people just don't get it. Like it's just some people just can't get it, and then some people. Oh like, come on, Master Shake, with this fucking wizardry. It's, a, <laughs> it's it's one of those shows that I can watch literally on a oh. continuous loop. Like I can watch I can every episode right now. Episodes and it's still funny as fuck to me. Because the shit they say is, and do is just fucking outrageous. Right. But Rick and Morty is, you know, it's closing the gap. It's coming up there. Um, it might have just passed. C-Lab 2020 for me. And Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. So Really? Yeah, it might have. Might be my second favorite adult swim show ever. That shit was hilarious. That was classic. I loved that so much. That was like... I, I think Harvey Birdman because it was so short-lived. Um, I know. I don't know why. I was like, I thought they were going to do it forever like the old one, you know? Yeah. The moments they did have were so great. But it's like, I think just the shit they do on Rick and Morty. It's like, some of it's kind of like mind-blowing. Like, damn. Right? It's like, too I witty. It, I thought it, it was smart. smarter than I thought it was going to be. Rick and Morty's going to be even smarter than you think it's going to be. I'm telling you. Um, yeah. And its impact is far and wide because there's a running joke um, about Rick and Morty wanting to find Szechuan, swa- Szechuan sauce, which is the old McDonald's sauce <laughs> oh. that like, they discontinued. 
And like they, oh, wow. it's like a running joke where they're like, it's the greatest sauce ever, and like <laughs> blah blah. Like they're trying to find it. It's like, it's like the holy grail, basically. Right. <clears throat> and I guess it's been building so much steam that McDonald's is actually bringing back the Szechuan sauce oh. on October seventh for one day only. For real. And they don't directly reference Rick and Morty, but like the poster art they make for it is very Rick and Morty ish. Wow. So, Uh-oh. its impact is far and wide, man. Swagger jacking. They just got McDonald's to bring back some shit that they haven't done in, like, fucking a decade. Right. That's tight. That's Super tight. tight. That's the power. That that that's power of creativity right there. Like, that's Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon. If you don't know Dan Harmon, yet, this is man, the new wave. This, I haven't seen genius. anything make this many waves since South Park. Shout out Colorado. <laughs> I mean, he showed glimpses of it in Community. I don't know if you ever watched Community. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's the creator behind that. And then once that ended, he came up with Rick and Morty. And, I mean, Community was like, dope. Like, fully was realized. Dope. Community was community hilarious. Was like, it was not, it was com- like, it was all. Community was like funny, but it was like also super smart and like it's references and like yeah it was like smarter than the office but it wasn't like musical like glee so much but they had little like quirky moments super quirky but very self-aware yeah like it's rick and morty is like that but like times a thousand right uh basically so child to dan howard that's tight um what else Oh, I wanted to. I read an article um, the other week, like talking about like made for Instagram art exhibits, and I wanted to see what you thought about those. And, like, oh. what do you think, you know, in terms of actually artistic value that they provide? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard of like the Color Factory. Sounds slightly like, familiar. The Museum of Ice Cream. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that. So, like, that's like kind of a debate I saw going on <laughs> about like their actual art intrinsic like art value right <laughs> where it's like these interactive art exhibits like super colorful and like super um just like instagram ready like just meant for like creating great shots for like your social media and stuff mm-hmm. like that and, like they're but they're like art yeah technically but they're interactive and stuff like that like at the same time like uh. what do you think about it Man, that's such a hard question to answer. Like, because there's levels. I'm not going to say everybody on Instagram's trash. There's a lot of trash stuff on Instagram, but they all cater. They all follow a wave. It's kind of like the music industry where, like, there's, there's, like, a handful of great people doing their own things, and then everybody sounds like one of them, you know? Like, that's how... Mm-hmm. The Instagram style stuff seems to be, but like a lot of those people catch waves, they catch the wave, you know? So that's what it is, is a lot of them trying to catch that wave too. And it's not even like to shit on it, honestly. It's really, there's a lot of people, Instagram is becoming a platform where artists can actually, um, you know, find new shows and and like reach a wide audience like i know a few artists that honestly they they got hooked up with some stuff through instagram and like they post everything on like you know twitter and facebook as well but like the instagram was the plug that it connected a few things so they they hustle on instagram harder because something happened through instagram so honestly Oh, it's a great, uh, it's a great hustle. I mean, like she, they, like the creators, like they get all these artists to like create these exhibits and rooms yeah. for them, you know. So it's like it's a group of artists. It's like not just one person right. creating this like experience, but it's like they actually get actual artists to create this these like installations, yeah. but like aren't really like. I'm not mad at that. The traditional installations, I'm not mad at but it. and like they get great numbers, yeah. you know. They get a ton of visitors there, and they obviously get great exposure because they're meant for like. Well, let me media answer that question like with experience. There. So I had a show this year with Black Lives Matter actually that was only online. 
but I created a physical object. Some of the other artists were mostly graphic designers, so they created an image for, um, you know, online platforms. But I created a, a charcoal drawing on cardboard and and photographed that for the uh, project for the for the show. So it was like a seven uh, artist commission and. That was interesting, actually. That was something I I really like was against at first because when you're an artist making something for the online platform, it becomes considering the square rather than the rectangle. So like, the, yeah. to do it in a way where you like, because squares are you know if you don't really work in squares, squares are kind of weird to like just make a, a new piece. No, they're very weird because you have to crop so many images <laughs> just to like fit into yeah, that right? shit. Yeah, right? So like, like... It's not natural for Yeah, anything. so for me, I was like trying to figure out how to do something, but honestly, the experience was cool. It was interesting watching like how social media attaches to different things on the other social platforms too, like through Instagram, through Twitter, and through Facebook. But with that show... It was most successful on Instagram and not uh, Twitter or Facebook. But it was called, like, hashtag Trayvon's mom. It was for Mother's Day. Uh, It was... I mean, they're very, like, visual. Like, so Instagram's, like, the perfect place for that. So Um, there's good and bad. Like, there's a lot of things. And like I said, that's an opportunity, you know, that, that, you know, came with a, a, a small little... Uh, honorarium, I suppose. So, um, yeah, um, like for Museum for Ice Cream, the lady behind it, like, I mean, they're sold out a lot most of the time, like, almost every time they're open, and like, they sell tickets for like 40 bucks a pop, mm-hmm. basically. And wow, um, she's kind of I feel like personally, like it started out as like this cool temporary. It started out as a temporary thing, you know, and it just got so big that it became like a permanent, you know, space right. in San Francisco, and I think maybe one in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but like she said that she wants to be like the next Disney, yeah. and like she like talking about detailing her vision of like, well using this platform, building out. Building out like museum installations in the city blocks, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But like, in the short term, she's like talking about hoping to expand the museum of ice cream to like a hundred and eighty international destinations. <laughs> and I think doing that kind of takes away from. Well, I think it not just takes away, but I think it like completely erases like the artistic. Yeah, at that point, at that point, it's them, Thomas Kincaid. You know? Like, and and not to no shit. It's, it's like mass. Yeah, produced, it's overly. You know? It was. It was produced past the point of its value. Like so, it, it decreased in value because yeah. there were so many replicas made. Essentially. Yeah. So I think it's like if she once if she really goes this route, I think like her whole argument of like just artistic value is pretty much gone out the yeah. window. That's like um, putting a Benihana's on every corner, like Starbucks or some shit. Like yeah. Nobody's gonna. Yeah, care. I think I think I think the rarity of it and like how limited it was and like how many this only like in two locations like I think like that drives you know people's interest just as much like but if there's one in like every city that you're in it's like oh like you're not gonna feel that urge to like oh man I have mm-hmm. to you know I have to experience this I have to see this like you know right so I don't know I just found it really interesting like how they're trying to like how arts new way of like capitalizing on like this social media like one of the new ways it's interesting it's a weird way but it's there interactive museum installations and stuff like that i mean honestly it's a good idea it's just it is obviously because if you're making that much money yeah so i mean i can't hate on it i mean it's like obviously there's parts of it i dislike i would have to be you know, I'll just say it out loud. I haven't said anything negative about it out loud, but there are certain aspects that I don't like that I think are whack. But at the same time, 
they're probably just whack to me because it's new and not something that I would have done in the past or like would have liked. Just like the way social media works is awkward for me because of the lack of experience that the viewer gets except for a swipe in like less than a second if your eye catches it. You know? And actually interacts. Like if it doesn't catch your eye, then it's like continue swiping down. Or swiping up, you know. Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah, I just yeah, I just thought it was like yeah. interesting. Um but if you're in San Francisco or I mean, if you're in New York, I'm, I'm going to sure check it out. In New York, I yeah. the exact city. But you should definitely go check it out. They're called like Museum of Ice Cream and then the color or something. I just can't remember. Mm. There's something of color. What? I'll have to take some photos I if I go out there. But. Yeah. You should. I mean, they're made Obviously, for yeah, photos. Obviously. Yeah, so. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Um, All right. Some homework, but speaking of new experiences, um, you know, we were talking about Apple last show and how they kind of been lacking in terms of new exciting products and new exciting technology and just being innovators. Um, Google just announced their new Pixel lineup and they just announced their new Pixel. Oh, it's out or not out yet. They just had a it's not out yet, but they just announced it and showed it to the world. they did a full-on mm. Pixel event. Um, so Pixel 2 nice. is on its way. I don't know if you have well, seen the Pixel that yet, one was you definitely... An option <laughs> I thought of, but I was I knew it was... I never buy the first-generation phone, so... <laughs> for obvious reasons, but like... Yeah, I always skip the first generations anyways. Yeah. The first I mean, I probably won't actually, get this um, one, but just like I did at the, the same time, it's probably better than the phone I have now. So at the same time, it's a great phone, but I don't know. I will I will say it looks better than the first one, but I don't think they took a large enough leap for me to leave yeah. my you know S8. Or S9. Oh, yeah, that's what I want. Be announced soon for... The S9? When the uh, S9 drops? I'm waiting. Pixel, I want the S9. But their software is incredible. Yeah, I was definitely praying the S9. But, like, their software is incredible. I just don't think hardware-wise it's mm. quite there yet. Um, but it, the phone was the only thing they announced. They announced, like, a bunch of stuff. They announced new uh, Google Home. Mm. Um... Yeah, speakers. Well, they're probably dope. <laughs> a bunch of them, like high class, and uh, the most interesting thing they announced to me was these new uh, wireless earbuds called Google Pixel. Well, they announced okay, they announced a Pixel Chromebook, so it's like uh, um, their their own Chromebook, like made from them, like laptop. But for Pixel. So, like, they're kind of doing what Microsoft did where right. it's like Surface branded. So now, mm-hmm. like, everything's Pixel branded. Um, hmm. But outside of that, their most interesting they announced was the Pixel earbuds. And what it is, is like just normal wireless earbuds. But, like, what they're saying is that it, it can now translate, you know, speech. Oh, what? Oh, I saw I saw like a trailer or commercial or some shit about that. I watched a video. That yeah. was that's amazing. That finally came out for the public. That's that's tight. I mean, you still need your phone and you still need Google Translate. Um, that's what it uses to do it. But it like translate directly mm-hmm. to your ear. Um, but. It's kind of crazy, man. Like, we're getting one step closer to, like, Star Trek where you could just, like, have that shit in your ear. Like, you swallow yeah. some shit, like, and any language is automatically translated for you. It's not going to happen until PC and Mac are compatible. Yeah, of course. But <laughs> it's, it's coming. And it's, like, 
it's gonna fundamentally change so much. Like imagine well, because like, you can you can cast to everything communication. But the thing dark. is, you don't really have like, to. It's all compatible through Bluetooth. You know all these things. So like we're already like really almost there. Like we just like there's a few things technology wise that make things smaller and faster, and psh, we're out of here. Like <laughs> yeah. So like how you use the phone is like right now like you speak it and you say something and like you translate through the phone or through your earbuds through the phone to like say like Japanese whatever and then somebody speaks returns in Japanese and into your phone and it gets translated directly into your ears mm. through the earbuds and like imagine one day like you just have like a single earbud in your ear that just translates what you say <laughs> That just sounds crazy. <coughs> Directly to your phone, and then like you'd speak, and people talking to you, it just picks up on those what they're saying and translate. Like, That's so wild. Like it's a just getting close. Little earbud that like, you just translating just whole, language with, like, yeah, like <laughs> it's getting very close. I'm telling you, like it's getting very it's close. close. And like once the whole barriers for like just communication comes down, mm-hmm. the possibilities are like insane. Oh yeah, insane. That's crazy. So, like, to me, that was the most exciting thing to come from there. Announcement even more than, like, the new Pixel phones. Um, Just the possibilities of, like, that, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But staying with technology, Nintendo just released or is going to release. I can't remember. I think just released. There's the little mini consoles for the Super SNES. Oh, they did. They released it. They did. Yep. I saw a post and obviously selling like hotcakes. Yeah, somebody um, worked there. They, somebody worked at a store. Uh, I saw a post. They sold out in six hours. Sold yeah. out. <laughs> it's crazy. I was like, damn. Um, <laughs> what? The nostalgia is real, man. That's like, amazing. I'm not lie. I still got with my the old NES, NES bro. They came out with the NES um, last year, the little mini yep. version. I wasn't, you know, too keen on it because I was never like I was. I'm the SNES generation, but the SNES man, I might have to try to get my hands on one. It looked amazing. I was, I wanted one too. I was looking at it like, ooh, <laughs> like it made me like itch for like Mario again and all that stuff. Like that was the best Mario. I mean, I know was on Super Nintendo. I, I know that you can play games right now through like emulation and stuff like that but like just the fact that it's like on one little console like that and it's the SNES is like yeah I might uh-huh. I might just have to get my hands on one of those <laughs> so yeah so if anybody got the plug man hit me up I need one <laughs> I need one um hell yeah and last thing in tech is uh they have finally revealed, or Levi's finally revealed, like, their smart jackets. Oh. It's like, uh, just their regular trucker jackets, but it's got, like, a smart sleeve on it. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Where you can, like, swipe and tap on the fabric to, like, do things to control your smartphone. <laughs> That's crazy. <coughs> so, like, you know, the integration of technology into everything is, like, Fully on its way. Yeah, that's wild. Wow, we about to have smart clothes. <laughs> yeah. About to have smart clothes, y'all. Smart clothes. That sounds weird. Where's my smart hat? <laughs> that's crazy. I like it. It's gonna be like four hundred dollars, but. That's not even a lot. That doesn't even sound that expensive for some shit like that. It really is because the jacket is the normal jacket is like one forty typically, like somewhere around there. Like these, like four. Um, obviously, I wouldn't be a first adopter, but it's just like cool to see these things. Like, hey, MSRP. Out. That like sounds becoming reality. A one, honestly. This is like some science fiction shit. Like when we were little, that's like becoming fully realized and like smart cars and shit like that driving like it's just crazy. yeah it's really just crazy really crazy <laughs> um but yeah that's all I have 
pretty much for tech, other than maybe, oh, other than Stranger Things and Netflix, they just released a new free game for all phones. Uh Uh-oh. You should check it out. It's actually pretty dope. That sounds cool. Because Stranger Things is coming out in, what, like two weeks or something like that, season two, which I'm fucking pumped for. Upside down. That was a wave. The wave. (coughs) Oof. That shit's gonna be tight. I can't wait for that to come back, honestly. That was one of the best shows of the year. It was. It had its flaws, but I think overall... Oh, it definitely had its flaws, but what it did was dope. I think overall, like, just how fucking cool it was and, like, the style and, like, the fact that it was, like, a Stephen King, (laughs) like, movie, but, like, show version, basically. Yeah. It's like an 80s... Like, it was just, it was just very fucking cool. And, like, I think that right. trumped, like, all its flaws. Because it definitely had flaws. Don't get me wrong. Now. Yeah. I was surprised when Nona Ryder was in it. I hadn't seen her in a while. Well, that was her little resurgence, actually. Because that was, like, her best Return. shit in, a, like, a long, 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 long time. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, she got a role where she could just be crazy, so... Yeah, I bet, she, I, mean, I bet she came back because it looked like a challenging role, you know, and she was going to be like, but yeah, I liked it. I mean, but she wasn't the best character, obviously. But she was much better than I thought she was going to be, especially when she started Way out. better than I thought she when was. When she first started out, I thought she was going to be just that annoying, like, naggy nag, mom. Yeah, naggy like, mom that, like, just won't, like, you know won't smarten up to like what the fuck is actually happening but yeah that did not turn out to be the case and I was pretty happy about that right so but yeah that's coming out in two weeks and until then you know you can check out the game that they released for iOS and Android and it's pretty actually dope and it's like an 80s 8-bit action adventure game it's pretty dope mm-hmm. okay Oh, <laughs> last thing we I just put up the post for voting for the best of the month for September. Um, mm. So you should everybody should definitely go check that post out. Uh, we'll announce the winners next week, but I think there's some good ones. There's definitely some good ones. So definitely go on there onto the site mm. livingmyfears.co and, and check that out. Yeah. <clears throat> Lots of stuff on livinglifefearless.co. Amazing stuff. But Some great articles. Um, seriously. Yeah, but that's all I got for the housekeeping stuff. That's all I had for topics I wanted to talk about. Um, is there anything else you wanted to mention? Um, trying to think. No. Nothing off the top of my head. Well, actually, because just to wrap it up, I haven't mentioned this, but um, Kara Walker, uh, she's one of the like major league artists out here. But um, she just had a show, and uh, I'm I'm gonna be posting probably some photos uh, here soon this week or so. And uh, I just got them on my computer right now, but. Uh, yeah, her work, and then just... There's so many things about this show that are crazy, but, yeah. Basically, she just... She has a solo show up, and she's always a big deal in, here out in New York. Um, but I guess one more thing to wrap it up would just be uh, once once more, condolences and uh, prayers to Las Vegas. Yep. Yeah. Um, crazy week, but... some point we gotta get tired of you know saying and talking about these events but till then yeah. man thoughts out there everybody involved but that'll do it for you know this week's fearless show podcast October October 6 2017 um thanks for listening if you have any suggestions, comments, or questions about anything we talked about here or for future shows, please do that at living at podcast at livinglifefearless.co, which you can email us at 
or you can go to livingmyfearless.co slash podcast and fill out the form there. And we'll try to get to the best stuff as we can. Um, But other than that, man, thanks for listening. We'll be back shortly with another show. Yeah. We're going to keep it coming. Thanks again, guys. Keep living life fearless. Peace.